It's Bush and Richie here. Thank you for downloading yet another of our Hometime podcasts. Um, just before Bush joins us here, I'm just as uh, going to add as a caveat, he has been saying privately to myself and our producer, Adem, uh, throughout the broadcast uh, that he is off it today. I'm literally off my head. Yeah. Um, because of that, I ask... Uh, and welcome. I ask as uh, a concerned friend and colleague... <laughs> I've seen you draw on your hand today and it's the kind of thing that if I was stood next door to you on the bus, I think I'd get off. Yeah. What, what, you've drawn like, like a threatening symbol on your on the back of your hand. Is it is that just merely doodling or is, is it of significance? What is going on with you today? So I've got a crick neck. I've slept weirdly. I don't know if anyone's had this before. It's the worst thing ever. It seems like nothing, but I, I feel really out of sorts. Yep. And, and I, I'm quite close normally to saying like weird things on the radio anyway. So if that guard is dropped, my firewall is down. So I feel like I could say anything. Gotcha. Up and down a little bit. So... Back ages ago, this has nothing to do with, with me, Crick Neck. Uh, I had a groin repair operation for a hernia when I used to play when I was playing football, like you know, in the week and all that kind of stuff. So, I'd, and to rehabilitate uh, myself with the physio, he said, "What you need to do is tense your stomach muscles for uh, ten seconds at a time, but on a regular basis." Can I pause you for one second? Uh huh. Literally, I want you to then continue. Uh huh. If this comes back somehow to the black sharpie on your <laughs> wrist, I'm absolutely stunned. Carry on. Well, what he said to do is draw an X on your hand. <laughs> oh, come off it! And every time you see the X, because you're, you're, it's on your hand, then tighten your stomach muscles for 10 seconds. So now what I do, and I've, I've done this right the way through my broadcasting career, if I'm having a day where I need to say to myself, come on, mate, sort your act out, I draw an X on my hand, and every time I see it, I think, right, come on. Wow, so the X on your hand makes you tense your muscles, think of the insertion through your groin uh -huh. to focus through the crick neck. That's it. So it's, it's my. if you see me with an X on my hand in any photos or you bump into me in the street, I've had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're about to hear, it doesn't really work. Lunches, first of all, which I know at uh, quarter past four in the afternoon is a strange time to talk about the idea of a packed lunch. Let me explain what's going on. Uh, later this week, I've got uh, 24 hours home alone uh, with uh, my three-year-old son, Rocco. Natalie's going off to a wedding. Uh -huh. I've got everything under control, but the one thing that I'm slightly concerned about is having to make his packed lunch for nursery. OK. All right? Not a task I would normally do. So what I did yesterday, I took a picture of my wife making Rocco's packed lunch in the evening for posterity <laughs> <laughs> so that i knew what was the bar that i had to try and attain uh, whilst i made his packed lunch because it's a minefield isn't it like what you're supposed to put in there and everything it is it is so he's, he's got some little uh, he's got some little peanut butter sandwiches uh, he's got some pom bears he's got some rice cakes he's got some raisins he's got some mango he's got some strawberries he's got some watermelon you'd have to say she's got healthy cupboards it's a very healthy packed lunch well done no one could complain about that yeah. I mean, if I got that, I'd be a bit like, where's, where's the fun in there? I just think if, if, if I'm making it for one day, Bush, I might jazz it up a little. The ultimate, the ultimate pack lunch. And it won't hurt, Rocco, because it's like a one-off. It's just one, like, one kind of sky's the limit pack lunch. And he's got like, his whole school career ahead of him to chow down on sad-looking sandwiches <laughs> and eat peppers. Doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, one day he might be he might be sat there in years to come thinking, I swear there was one day at nursery where I had a different packed lunch and it was 
It was amazing. Was it all a dream? Do you remember that day Dad did pat lunch and he made me fried chicken? <laughs> Am I making that up? So, yeah, just like anything goes for, like, one day, one day, you know, the sky's the limit. No repercussions, no judgment, anything like that. All suggestions welcome. Tim says, kebab and baby sham, like a lotto winner. <laughs> Like, like an E17 video. Um, what about getting Ginsters? I love pasties. Imagine Rocco's little face light, light up as he opens the box there as a Ginsters pasty in the thing. He just has to speak to one of the dinner ladies to microwave it. <laughs> yeah, can you open this, please? Uh, Tom tweets, leftover takeaway. That's actually inspired when you think about it because, obviously, I'm home alone the evening before. Right. So the leftover takeaway would have been my takeaway from the night before. As long as I save some to then put in the, the little lunchbox the next morning to take him off to nursery. Left, leftover takeaway is fine, but I wouldn't eat someone else's leftover takeaway. What is he, <laughs> living in the, in the alleyway, see, or something? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> He's never going to know that I had it the night before. Uh, Donna, what's got to go in there? Well, it's got to have an Eggy Worcester sandwich. Eggy Worcester... You know what that is? No, I've never heard of Eggy Worcester before. <laughs> Eggy Worcester, it's got to be a proper stinky Eggy Worcester sandwich. Bit of cress, lots of mayo. Yeah, on white bread, that's the best. OK, and then in, just, in terms of... Because the sky's the limit with this, there are no regulations or restrictions on, on what Richie can make for Rocco. Uh, in terms of a bit of chocolate in there, what are you going to go for? A wagon wheel, every oh, time. Classic. Now, that, time. that is a classic. Uh, he's a three-year-old. Do you think, I mean, the, the heft of a wagon wheel, do you think that might not weigh him down a little bit? They've got smaller, though, haven't they, over the years? <laughs> That's true. They really have. Uh, Ross in Glasgow says, 12 Ferrero Rocher and a small bottle of Iron <laughs> Brew. Thanks for that. Uh, Nige says, a family-sized trifle, nothing else apart from a spoon to eat it with. Now, of course, there's fruit in there. I absolutely love trifle. I think he'd love that. He's never tried trifle yet. Don't think he's tried this either. Tina says, chock dip. Do you remember Ooh, those? I do remember those. Peel the lid off, you've got those little breadsticks and then a little ramekin of chocolate. I like chock dip, and yeah. I remember it from when I was a kid, but I do remember, like, halfway through, you have a panic attack in terms of inventory about whether... What if you've eaten all the biscuit bits and there's still chocolate left? That would stay with you for quite a long time. Agreed. You've got a ration. I'm not sure a three-year-old can do that. Also, sometimes you'd get a, a, a rammed breadstick that would be stuck underneath stuck the in. plastic. Yeah, stressful, actually. Don't no, stress him out. Strike that one off. Uh, Liam, what's going in there? Um, it's definitely got to be mucky fat sandwiches uh, from when I were a kid. OK. Um, so well, so you're saying, in case people didn't uh, catch that on the phone, you're saying mucky fat sandwiches. <laughs> mucky fat sandwiches. Yeah, it's like, you know, bread and drip in some people. You've got to get a bit of salt on there. Yeah. And it's going to be a packet of pork scratchings and maybe a, a Calypso pop. Maybe for, for, for <laughs> one. It's like uh, you must send, uh, send him up a chimney or something like that afterwards as well. It's got uh, it's like old school. It's a throwback. Dare I ask, Liam, is that all on white bread? Um, it's got to be on white bread and pretty thick as well laid on, if you know what I mean. Okay. I am from the Barnes area originally, so... Yeah, school miners delight. <laughs> Great. Okay, made a note of all of that. Mucky fat sandwiches. <laughs> lovely. I'm over it. First time I've ever got to speak to you guys. Cheers. Oh, lovely to have you on. Cheers, buddy. Right, cheers. Do you find when people get in touch with us, I always think if they end a tweet or a text with "You're welcome," it's because they're ultra confident that the point that they've made ends the whole debate. Oh, so they've literally sorted it. Stu in Rochdale says dairy Lee spread cheese and crisps on white bread, orange club biscuit, lime jelly with mandarin oranges. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Is he saying crack crisps in to crumble them up within Dairy Lee in the sandwich? He is. He might be onto something there, you know? Do you know what I mean? Uh, hi, guys. It's Carl from Oldham. When I had my daughter over, I used to get her a sandwich from the butty shop. They were massive, and I love this. He says, the dinner ladies used to say, hey, Jane, did you stay at your dad's last night? <laughs> uh, we've got Adam on the line right now. Adam, what one item needs to be in Rocco's lunchbox? 
Well, you don't, you got to go for a can of chocomil for the drink. It's like the ultimate decadent drink, is it not? I'm not sure he's drunk out of a can yet. He's only three. So this would be a what great debut. <laughs> yeah, so explain to me what's a chocomel. Oh, well, uh, it's like the ultimate decadence of chocolate milk. It will absolutely blow his mind. <laughs> okay, is chocomel that kind of? I think it's got it's chocolate milk. It's got like a rabbit on the front of it. It looks like something a French kid would drink in a French languages textbook <laughs> from the eighties stroke nineties. Yeah, yeah, it's like yellow can. Well, if you don't want him to drink out of a can, they do do like uh, big cartons of it, but. You're working on commission here, Adam, mate. <laughs> I wish. I wish. We'll find out the Chocomel headquarters is actually in Yorkshire. Yeah, we're tracking you down, sunshine. That's it. Cheers, Adam. Thanks, buddy. The shopping list is growing for my ultimate pack lunch. Mags, what do we need to put in it? Slaggy down sandwiches, as my um, partner calls them. I call them seaside sandwiches. What does your partner call them? Slaggy down sandwiches. Dry you down? Slidey down. Oh, slidey down. Slide. You're going to have to explain this. What's a slidey down sandwich? Well, I call them seaside sandwiches, and I always have done as a kid. Um, and they just like wall egg, and you mash them up with the back of a fork and put loads of butter and salt and black pepper in them. Ooh. Um, but my partner, Gary, he calls them slidey down sandwiches because his mum used to put so much butter and mayonnaise in them as well as the butter. Yeah. They just slipped down, you didn't need to chew them. Do you know what, my mum used to make a thing for me and my brother if we weren't feeling very well or whatever, back when we were kids, and she'd do the same thing, but put it in, a, in like a mug, mm-hmm. in an actual yeah. tea mug, with, a, with you know, like mix it up with a fork, and then we used to eat yeah. it straight out of the mug. Oh, Yeah, that's supposed to be really good for you, actually. Oh, thanks, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> you see, she was doing you a favour after all, you just didn't realise at the time. Absolutely. <laughs> Queens Don't Stop Me Now is quite a pertinent song on Absolute Radio itself. Yes, let's talk about the big hometown story of the week. Our idea in the pub over the weekend that has spiralled out of control now become reality. Uh, we want to do a 24-hour radio show, an endurance event, playing your request for the full 24 hours. Uh, as you heard on last night's show, our boss Paul's kind of given it the green light bar, left the door ajar for it to happen, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, today we can announce the actual date for this, so it's kind of sped forward a little bit here. A date for you to put in your diaries, our 24-hour jukebox is going to happen on Thursday the 30th of September. 10am Thursday the 30th of September. Put it in your diary and we'll go right the way through, 24 hours, until Friday the 1st of October. Uh, and you think about it, 24 hours, uh, just did a quick bit of maths at the tail end of that song in the back of a fag packet. That's... 1440 minutes and if the average song is three minutes long that's probably around about 480 songs over the course of the 24 hours that's really interesting that's 480 if we call this a proverbial jukebox uh-huh. the 24 hour jukebox that is 480 people that can come up and put their coin in and pick a song Joe, I'd love to take it to the next level imagine if you're one of the lucky 480 yeah uh, and you get like a coat like a blazer like in the golf yes I don't know what golf it is but sometimes you get like a green coat wow it- you know, imagine that. That would be good, wouldn't it? 480, yeah. 480 green coats, like the Masters, yes. That's what it is. That's yeah, the yeah, golf yeah, tournament perfect. I was thinking about. We're building this all together. It's happening. We have that date, 
30th of September. It's a Thursday, 10am, right through till uh, the 10am on the Friday. That is going to be a long day. It's going to be one hell of a long day. It'll be great, but it's going to be a long day. want to hear about your longest day, the longest day that you've been through. So far to date, for me, it was an away trip to watch Arsenal at Old Trafford in the FA Cup, away at Manchester United, but it was 8am on a Monday night, uh-huh. and I was working on the breakfast show then, so I still had to... I was up having done one day's breakfast show, yeah. then up to Manchester for the game, and then back on the away supporters club coach, getting back into Euston at about half past two in the morning, back up for another breakfast show at six in the morning. What was the score? We won 2-1 and knocked United out of the cup. It was all worth it. Well, that's it. worth it. But it was the longest day. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring with this one. I used to be a chalet cleaner at Pontins, if you've heard of that uh, holiday camp. I have. And I had to do an entire training day. Bearing in mind, I was just emptying people's bins and folding bedsheets on uh, client and customer service and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Well, they gave us, like you know, like a day with like um, a flip chart and they're telling you... Uh, they, they had this theory on how many... Like, if a tap is dripping, how much, wa- how much water and how much money it costs you over the year. That all day long wow in the bar learning about customer support and i was just literally doing shallows and all the people that i know that don't need to be taught about customer service it's you 100 percent customer service facing <laughs> that's me all the way so come on then tell us your longest day that you've ever had ever sean says uh first of all says boys your 24-hour jukebox show does sound awesome yes he says when he was younger he took part in a 24-hour cricketathon. I, do you know what, I love stuff like that. I, I did an overnight sports thing when I was in school in Torquay. That sounds great fun. Weirdly, like one o'clock in the morning, one of the dads of one of the kids I was doing 24-hour sports with brought in a python. <laughs> and we all got photos taken with this python. Can't legitimately think of any sports that involve a python. <laughs> do you think we could get a python for our 24-hour show? I don't want one in here. <laughs> Jackie says, overnight wait in A&E with an infected bite. But I'm glad I, was, I went because I needed surgery. See, infected bites, pythons. <laughs> I'm getting worried now. This text says, I went skiing in Switzerland and being a student, I got a coach. Ooh. 27 hours on a coach crammed next to a stranger pre-Netflix. It was hell. Do you know what? This is a weird little slice of time, isn't it? Do you remember, do you remember those, those all-night journeys on buses to go mm. to like, Spain? used to be a thing for a little bit, but sadly not anymore. Uh, Miriam, though, I think has topped it so far. She makes a very good point. Hers was giving birth. It's going to be quite hard to beat. It is. Emma says, I went twice in one season to watch my beloved Exeter City play Carlisle. On both days, I left my house in North Devon at 4am to drive the 45 miles to Tiverton to meet the supporters' coach, arriving home at 2.15am the following morning. We lost one game and drew the other. It's character building, I guess. Uh, Nick in Horsham says the hardest 24 hours was doing the South Downs Rondon. I don't know what, I think Everton just signed him. From Winchester to Devil's Dyke, then heading to Billingshurst to do the 12-hour lawnmower race. Wow. He's mentioned something to do with his bottom at the end, which I'm going to leave off. (laughs) Maybe mention it in the podcast. Jules, tell us about your longest day. Oh, my God. So I was back in uni. Um, I... Study in Scotland, and I was trying to make my way back from home, which is Bucharest, Romania. And I had a super early flight with a connection in Amsterdam. And because it was the last night in town, my friends were like, Oh, cool, like we'll throw a party. We need to go out. So we got fairly drunk. Uh, obviously, it was an all nighter. <laughs> I finally made it to Amsterdam. With a two-hour delay because my initial flight got stuck in a blizzard. Oh my lord! 
This is like planes, trains and automobiles. Why are you in Amsterdam? Exactly. I thought you were going back to Bucharest. I'm, I'm really confused here. No, no, no. Back to Scotland. So the itinerary was Bucharest, Amsterdam, Edinburgh. OK. That's a bit of a diversion, isn't it? It's a long way round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the drink, Bush. It's the drink. That's what it is. So I sat in the Schiphol Airport in Amsterdam for about six hours with the worst hangover of my life. Wow. And is that character building? Having been through that as the, the monumental, the mother of all hangovers, is that char- character building for you, Jules? Um, not really, because I did it again. Oh, next- my God. <laughs> <laughs> right, get her off. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> this is a home-time <laughs> listener, if ever I've met one. <laughs> Absolute Radio heads to the Isle of Wight Festival not this week, not this weekend, but the one after. I'm having to tell that my, myself that in my own head because I keep getting the dates wrong. Uh, we would love for you to join us. That's why this week we're running a competition which we've imaginatively called Ticket to Rides. She's got a ticket to ride. He's got a ticket to ride. They've got a ticket to ride. We'll get you there. So, yes, uh, nine Absolute Radio ferries. One left yesterday. You might have heard it. The Absolute Radio 90s ferry. Look like they're having great fun on there. Next departure today, the Absolute Radio Country Ferry, OK? But another very eager captain uh, who's about to play his horn over an Absolute Radio Country song. If you can tell us the lyrics that have been obliterated by the horn, then you could be off to the Isle of Wight. Islands in the stream. So if you know, text us, 81215, drop us a text right now. What were the lyrics that have been horned over? 81215. Road by the horn. <laughs> That's it. Here we go again. Let's find out whether our uh, contestant, Paul, can do that. Hello, Paul. Hello, guys. How are you? What a cracking show we're having tonight, Paul. It's an absolute belter. <laughs> it really is. Blaster. Isn't it good to be part of this, this beautiful thing that we've all created? <laughs> do you know what, guys? I, uh, I, missed, I missed all day yesterday due to work, and I was like, I'm going I'm to get, I'm going to win these tickets. And um, I've texted him tonight, and lo and behold, hopefully I'll get the answer right. Well, it's, it's all on you. Where are you calling from, Paul? Got a bit of a uh, regional low, accent going low, on? Lowestoft in Suffolk, mate. All right. Nice part of the world. Uh, lovely. Lovely. Sun shining. Most... I've, to, I've had to turn the barbecue off to take the call. <laughs> Most easterly part of the UK. It'll be quite a yes. trek for you. What are those lyrics? Sail away with me. Let's, Let's have a little out. listen. Yes, Paul. Well done, my friend. Another word. He's singing oh, along. So chuffed. <laughs> Congratulations. You will be coming to the Isle of Wight Festival, part of two weeks of tickets here on Absolute Radio. You have a ticket to ride. Fantastic. And before we let you go, Paul, what were you cooking on the barbecue before you turned it off for the call? Well, what haven't I got on there? I've got chicken, I've got burgers, I've got veggie burgers, and some halloumi. Fantastic. Well, you have yourself an amazing night. <laughs> 
So there you go. There's the Home Time Show podcast. Uh, Richie, you should you should have a thing. If you if you you have one of those days, we need to g yourself up. What can be your thing? Mine's drawing on my hand. I eat chocolate. <laughs> I absolutely. <laughs> I eat stove in chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a word that one of my closest friends, uh, Becky, taught me. It's called Kummerspeck, and it is, I believe, it's a German word, um, and they only have it. In Germany, there is no direct um, translation. Yeah. And um, it directly translates to uh, grief bacon. <laughs> and it is the concept of when you're when you're down and just like having a, a rubbish day, you just eat you know what? to make yourself happy. If, if they did a line in, in Tesco of grief bacon, I think people would buy it. You know, you're just feeling like you just need a hug. Two pounds of grief bacon, please. 